I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah. I actually, like, I have never uh, skated on a lake my entire life. We're not I skating still... on a lake, though. Huh? It's not on the lake. It's not on a lake? No, it's beside the lake. No! Yeah. I thought it was on Lake Tao. We're playing on the 18th uh, fairway, bro. No! Take, I didn't even know. You can take a take. For a... real? Oh, you just crushed my dreams. Uh, well. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And we have a season. Today is puck drop, and if you are not excited to watch some Colorado Avalanche hockey tonight and for this season, uh, I can't help you because uh, this team has has been chomping at the bit to get going. I think everybody has, but the way that this season is looking for the Avalanche, uh, you want to get out on that ice as quick as possible. So uh, they will get out there tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights. Jam-packed show tonight. We're going to be talking about the ad that we saw on the Avalanche helmet, uh, Connor Timmons. We will be talking about the lines that seem to be, I don't want to say they're solidified yet, but in practice we saw the lines of the the power play and the penalty kill. So we'll be talking about those because there's some interesting things there. Uh, And why not get into some predictions because that's what people do at this stage in the game. We uh, predict and we predict wrongly. So um, before we get into all the good stuff, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Search for Locked On Avalanche on Instagram and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions. Let me know how you think they're going to do this year. Send all that to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. Uh, the, first of all, the Pierre Edward Belmar video uh, of him coming to the realization, thanks to Andre Burkowski, that the Avalanche outdoor game in Lake Tahoe is not actually being played on Lake Tahoe is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. I, I think I have watched that over 50 times already in a short window <laughs> because it's, he's so honest about it. You know what I mean? Like he, he doesn't try to, to, to make it seem like, Oh, I was just kidding or anything. He legit thought they were playing on like Tahoe. And you know what? It, it, it's funny. And it, you know, it seems like Belmar can be the butt of a joke. Um, and I think that's a good thing because he's, he's going to be the butt of a joke pretty much this entire season. Um, in that locker room and it seems like he can take it. So, uh, it's just the funniest thing. His reaction. I I don't know. I I will probably continue to watch it all day tomorrow because it's, it's just that, that funny. So, um, let me know. Let me know what you think about that. What was your take? Did you think that, did you think the avalanche were playing on Lake Tahoe? My friend, Kyle, you know, him, Kyle Sullivan. Uh, he he thought that too. So maybe the the NHL wasn't clear on, you know, you you use the term lake in the destination of where you're playing. I think a lot of people might be feeling the same way Belmar was, and they're just finding out too that it's not being played on a lake. It's being played on a golf course, which sounds weird. It's like, no, you play you would play outdoor hockey on a lake. Why are you playing on a golf course? So 
I guess in some aspects he's right to be confused. Uh, but just his reaction is just absolutely priceless. So, uh, at practice yesterday, a lot going on. And, uh, the thing that kind of stood out, a lot of people were bringing attention to it was that the avalanche, uh, had the, the a logo on their helmet and nobody had said anything prior to it. This hasn't been something that people are really, uh, well, first of all, fans aren't getting like that annoyed about it. I don't, I don't feel, um, and it's not like teams are coming out day after day and saying, this is going to be our ad on our helmet this year. It happened a couple times when when the NHL first announced it with the Devils and the mm, Capitals. And you thought more teams would just come out and say, hey, this is what we're doing, but it hasn't happened. And the Avalanche were one of those teams that it, you know, they just showed up in practice and they have the ball logo from the ball company who has the naming rights to the arena. And that seems to be the the thing is uh, that I've seen most of the logos on the helmet coincide with the company that has naming rights to the arena. So I think people were expecting if the avalanche were doing it, it was going to be the ball logo. And it is. Um, I don't have a problem with any of this advertising stuff on the helmets with the naming the divisions. If it is short term, I, I, I know this is where like, the world, I don't even say this is where the world is headed. It's where we are with sports is advertising. So I'm okay with it. The NHL is saying that they're just going to do it for this season. That remains to be seen. Money talks. So if the the NHL kind of does their financials and sees the bottom line and the bottom line looks good, they will probably stick with it. But I don't want to get ahead of it and go down that road now. Um, I'll just have a wait and see approach. And if they do it, then we'll have that conversation then. I hope they don't, but of all the leagues, I could understand why the NHL would want to do something like this. They are not in a financial position, leagues like the NFL are and the NBA and Major League Baseball are. So for them to have gone this long without really having advertising kind of take over the uniform um, I think is nothing short of a minor miracle. So, and, and it, it needed a, something like a pandemic to come along for them to need to go down that road and go down those avenues. So it's okay. And I think most fans are all right with it. I think most fans understand that the NHL uh, doesn't have like a cash flow uh, non-problem that like NFL does. So they're okay with stuff like this. Well, you might be having a different conversation in, in a year or next season, if they continue it, but we will, we will wait and see. Um, I do miss the, the, the logo on the helmet already. It's, it does look a little odd. Uh, I thought they maybe, even though you do have an advertising logo on the helmet, I thought maybe they would still put some sort of team logo somewhere on the helmet, but they didn't. And you know, this is what we have and, and I think everything will be okay, but okay. So that, I mean, that, that is, that is what it is. So moving forward, Connor Timmons is, seems like he is going to be in the lineup for game one. Jared Bednar had said he thought that Eric Johnson was in the building, but he wasn't certain. So, I mean, maybe he showed up to meet with doctors or something like that. Who knows? 
but I think it's been confirmed that he's not playing game one. And what Jared Bednar said a couple of days ago about Connor Timmons looking really good in practice, um, not just on the defensive end, from the entire roster. He looks like one of the best players there right now, minus your Nathan McKinnons and Cal McCars. Uh, so he said he probably would get the start if, or not the start, but get, you know, on, on a grouping, on a pairing. If Eric Johnson couldn't go, seems like that's what we're going to have. Seems like Eric Johnson will be out at least game one. We don't know anything beyond that. Seems like we're probably going to get info game by game for him. Um, so right now it's, it's Connor Timmons and I think he's earned it. Um, we really have to watch this going forward because this is going to be a cluster of defenders for the Colorado avalanche between Eric Johnson, Connor Timmons and Bowen Byram and Byram's on his way. He's doing his seven day quarantine from what I understand. And he's going to get playing time who he's going to get playing time for. I don't know if it's an injury that kind of solves your problem um, or is it going to be something like we saw last year with Nikita Zadorov, who was in the doghouse a lot with Jared Bednar. So if somebody's not playing up to par and up to potential, they might get a day or two off and Bowen Byron comes in. People might be getting a day or two off anyway because of the way this season is designed. It is game day off, game, day off. So you need to be really creative on how you give guys a rest. And the Avalanche have that, you know, they're going to have that taxi squad and they're going to utilize it. So guys are going to need a day off, just like goalies do. So you pretty much have a goalie situation across your entire roster and you're going to slot those guys in. So I think it's a good thing to have. This is a good time to bring in someone like Bowen Byram and get his feet wet and throw him in for a game or two, then let him take a break and kind of go over with him things that he needs to work on, throw him back in for somebody else that needs a break. So, um, And then you will really see what you have in Bowen Byram. And then next year, training wheels are off and it's full go. So uh, right now, it, like I said, it's Connor Timmons. And I, and I think we need to watch it not only because it could speak volumes on what the future holds for Eric Johnson. Um, I, I just don't see the avalanche. Uh, well, they, they, I mean, they have to hold on to him because of his no movement clause, but I think they're going to do something where they either let him uh, convince him to not be protected or buy him out. Just my prediction, what I think is going to happen. Uh, but let's just play the season out and let's enjoy this season. So, um, all right, we are going to hear from our good friends over at Built Bar. And I've talked to a lot of people that say they have actually ordered Built Bar and are shockingly surprised at how good they are compared to how much I build them up. Uh, not just building them up because they're a sponsor, building them up because they're excellent energy bars. Um, so many flavors to choose from, so many products to choose from. Since we've signed on with Built Bar, in the beginning, they just had the bars and they have grown. If you go to their website, there's so many other things that they have now. Uh, but, you know, their bars are what they push more than anything. I mean, their name is Built Bar, so they better make a product that is their 
a one product that's good and these are fantastic so like i've been saying the bars are covered in 100 chocolate they're soft and easy to chew they're not tough they're not gritty like most energy bars they come in 18 fantastic flavors like caramel brownie cookies and cream carrot cake banana bread mint brownie every single one of them is fantastic uh, they are for the, they're great for the health conscious guy or girl. You can lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. If you're on that, most bars contain 19 grams of protein, 180 or 130 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. They are great for you and great tasting. So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, and you will get 20% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is locked on. 20% comes off of your next order at builtbar.com. All right. So at practice, uh, we saw the avalanche kind of working on special teams for a good majority of that. And we know what the lines will be kind of. So the, the first line for the power play, uh, no surprise, Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen, Kadri, and Makar. That's going to be, well, it should be one of the better power plays in the league. Um, it wasn't last year. They they did struggle. But I think, like I've been saying, there's too much talent there. Just read those names. I'll read them again for you. Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen, Kadri, and Makar. Like I said, there's too much talent on that for them to be where they finished last year which was in the low teens. Um, I think just another year for Makar or a full year for Makar under his belt, he's going to come in way more confident than he already is. Kadri, um, another guy who, you know, his first year was in Colorado last year. I think, you know, him getting a little bit more comfortable, but he jumped in and was comfortable right away. It's just the camaraderie with this team. I think you would expect this power play to do really, really good things. The second power play unit, and this is where the Avalanche struggled last year, is that first power play, although they didn't, you know, they weren't high in the rankings, they got tons of opportunities and tons of high risk chance or high opportunity chances. Um, I think that will absolutely continue. They just have to put the puck in the net, which obviously they're capable of doing. But that second unit struggled. And I've said it so many times on this show. And when I do crossover shows with other people who tell me what was Achilles heel of the avalanche, I, I say almost all the time, it was the second unit power play that when they get out there with 30 seconds or 45 seconds left, you can pretty much write off the power play. They didn't really do too much. So here's the second unit power play that was out there. It's Gerard and Taves, Burkowski with Comfer. Donskoy and Nachuskin and Saad alternating. So it seems like they're going to run two defenders there with Gerard and Taves. And then you have Burakovsky. And then who's your other two between Comfer, Donskoy, Nachuskin, and Saad? It could be, you know, they were alternating in practice. It could be alternating during the season. I would have to think you would put Saad on there. Uh, my, my two would be Saad and Comfer. Um, and then if, and then the other guys, you, you ride a hot, uh, seat, like if Donskoy is doing well, uh, you throw him in 
on a power play. If Nachuskin, because Nachuskin had moments last year where he was he was on a wave, and you throw him in. Uh, why would you not put him in on a power play? Even if it's a second unit, throw him in on a power play. Uh, so that would be an interesting interesting one to watch. But look at look at what they're doing. It's you have on a second unit power play four guys that you need to make a decision on who you're going to put there. That's a good problem to have for your second unit power play. That wasn't kind of like the problem they had last year. The problem they had last year was putting up points on the power play, especially on the second unit. So uh, now you have Gerard and Taves together where Makar and Taves are the pairing on the five on five. So now Gerard and Taves are together. So you're putting two defenders on that second line with Burkowski, who, you know, he, he I said on yesterday's show, um, I'm expecting big, big things from him this year. I think he is going to really have a, a phenomenal season. So you put him on that second line with, like I said, I think conference side. I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable for that for a couple pushes uh, into a power play. I think it could be fantastic. Now on the penalty kill, not much really going on there other than the top three. See, their, their, their top line for their forwards seem to be Belmar, Calvert, and Jost. And we kind of forget about that. We always want to rip on Tyson Jost. I think it's a little bit unwarranted. I mean, it's it's, it's deserving. He hasn't, you know, filled out the way that we expected him to. But he is good on the power play. Um, And, you know, we lost Matt Nieto to San Jose, who we really relied on a penalty kill. Um, I'm sorry. I think I said I think I said power play for Tyson Jost. I meant penalty kill. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so Jost could be that replacement for Nieto, and we rely on him on the penalty kill. Really good at positioning. He's got skill and he's got talent. Where we kind of give Tyson Jost a, a rough time is in points and point production. And okay, that's fine. But it, I don't see him making stupid mistakes on the ice. Uh, you know, like you'd, you'd always like just slap your head when Nikita Zadorov would take a stupid penalty. You don't do that with Tyson Jost. It's all because of points or lack thereof for him. But I am completely comfortable with him on a, a penalty kill. So um, there's just no give in this this roster. You have when you're playing these guys, if they're on their game, you have to be on your game to, to beat them. And it's going to be uh, a tall order for uh, the division that they're in. Uh, they're going to have to bring it every night. And when you're playing now with the way that this schedule is, when you're playing teams two times in a row, three times in a row, four times in a row, um, you know, that'll give the opponent time to make adjustments. But is that going to be enough? I mean, adjustments will get you so far and they might get you over the hump, but it's not going to, it's not going to turn the tide so much that you're going to, blow this avalanche team away. They will be in probably every single game this year. And I can say that with pretty much confidence. All right, let's hear from our friends over at betonline.ag. And now is the time. Get in, get your bets in now for futures or uh, if you want to put money down on Nathan McKinnon to win every award possible, because he seems to be the sexy pick right now for the heart um, and whatever, you know, for the Vesna trophy, for the Jack Adams, a lot of people are throwing Bednar out there. Finally, 
you can do all of that and more. Anything you want to put money down on when it comes to sports, go to betonline.ag. It's who we trust here at Locked On Podcast Network. It's the only place that has you covered. And like I said, it's the only place that we trust. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, and whatever you put in for your first deposit, BetOnline will put 50% extra into your account. So you put 100 bucks in, you got 150. You put 200 in, you got 300. You put 500,000 in, you got 750,000 in there. So go to betonline.ag, especially with the NFL and the playoffs. Super Bowl is coming up. They got prop bets available for the Super Bowl, which I know people love, which is just throwing your money away. But, hey, all it takes is one to guess heads or tails. You can do that. So uh, do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And please don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN. It's free money. And you get 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right. Uh, finally, let's do some predictions because why not? Everybody else does it, so why not? Um, you know, and <clears throat> you're listening to an Avalanche podcast, and the Colorado Avalanche are expected to do some special, special things this year. Let's not kid ourselves. Are is it a boom or bust season? I always hate that label and I always hate predicting a championship because winning a championship is very difficult. Um, and over at the athletic, they've, they've had exhaustive reports on the athletic, which they always have exhaustive reports, which is awesome because they go really uh, detailed in their reporting. They put up a couple things over the past couple of days about their favorites for everything for um, you know, the awards for, who's going to win, who's going to win the divisions. And when you see the uh, Stanley Cup, who they pick for the Stanley Cup, and this is not only on The Athletic. I should say it's on a lot of other uh, websites too. Um, they will – a lot of people are picking the Avalanche. I would say you know, a lot of people are picking the Avalanche, and maybe second to that would be the Lightning. But the percentage of uh, – the per- probability of the Avalanche winning the Cup is the highest at like 17%. It's not like the probability, like when they run whatever numbers they want to run, it's not like the Avalanche are winning the cup 60% of the time or 70% of the time. It's 17 to 20% of the time. It just goes to show you that it you, you can have the best team on paper. You can have the best team on the ice or on the field or on the basketball court. It doesn't guarantee anything. Um, Having said that, you know, you you would you would think when there's a team that is as loaded as the Avalanche are, you almost have to, if you're gonna pick a team and you really look at the rosters, you you would have to pick this team to win it. And if you're being told like you need to pick a winner, okay, let me let me look at who's there. It just seems like the Avalanche are are standing tall at the top of these standings, and you know most of the time hockey is 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 very you know from top to bottom anybody can beat anybody, <clears throat> and that's going to be true for this year. The parity is unmatched, but it just seems like this Avalanche team has zero holes, including the goaltending. 
I think they take some shots on the goaltending side and that are kind of unwarranted. <clears throat> I think they are they're looking fantastic when it comes to top to bottom roster. And I think they're the only team in the league that can say that. Lightning are solid. Lightning will be there. I uh, I really like Philadelphia. Um, you think you know Toronto should be there. But those everybody else is kind of like lumped into anything can happen. Look at the look at the north. Look at the Canadian division. Everybody's picking Toronto, and that that's understandable. <clears throat> everybody else, you ask how you think that is, you know, two through seven is gonna go. Everybody has something different because you have no clue how that is going to go. And that's how hockey usually is. And if it was that, if it was, if this was another season where you have, you can make an argument for like five teams, I would say, you know, I, I would say the Avalanche definitely have a shot, uh, but this team could beat them. This team could beat them. And that's still true, but it's not as many. I just don't feel like, so, like a lot of these teams can hang with the Avalanche for a seven game series. I don't think it can happen this year. This team is constructed to win. Let's not kid ourselves. They're constructed to win right now. So if it's if it's not a boomer bust season, it's as close as you can get to one. And I think the Avalanche will at the least make the Stanley Cup final. Uh, and the way the the playoffs are constructed this year, it's a little bit different. It's not as much of a a grind, but the season's going to be a grind. So I think you're looking at the Avalanche for like the final four, I think you're looking at the Avalanche. I think you're looking at Toronto, but I don't have a ton of confidence in that. Um, I, for some reason, like what Montreal is doing. Um, I think you're going to have Tampa because I think in that division, they are head and shoulders above everybody else. And I think you're going to have the Flyers. And in the end, I think it could be Avalanche Flyers in the final. And I'll take uh, I'll take the Avalanche in, in. I don't think it would go seven. Um, I just think the Avalanche are too good. I think you're going to get the Avalanche in, in five or six. So if you want to, you know, pin something up on a bulletin bar board with my name on it, we'll say Avalanche in five. Why not over the Philadelphia Flyers? Let me know what you guys think. What's your prediction? I'm sure we're going to get a lot of <clears throat> avalanche predictions. Uh, but who against who and in how many games? Definitely want to know. Hit me up on Twitter or on uh, Gmail. LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. That is going to be it for today, everybody. <clears throat> Enjoy that game tonight. Uh, you know, I, it is going to – I just wish fans were there to because there would be – I mean, there's excitement as it is. Um, but man, if there were butts in those seats, the excitement would be off the charts. Uh, and, but we have hockey at least, and it's going to be a fun season. 116 days in a row with hockey. We're off to a good start in 2021, kind of. (laughs) So, uh, that's going to be it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it each and every day. Um, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. I don't know, recapping the events of tonight. No. Go, Abs, go.